if you are really micromanaging them, you are not allowing them to expand the creativity that can give a better output, yes. right? And also, it only means that if you're micromanaging your people, it means that there's no trust. There's no trust in the relationship. And trust is really important in any relationship. It, it is a good foundation. Because if you don't trust each other, that relationship you have is just transactional. I was still talking about boss here or... <laughs> Hello, Hello Irene. How are you? I'm good. Well, not really good. I was feeling under the weather for the last couple of days, but I'm fine now. So how about you? I'm really good. I'm really good. Traveling to Philippines tomorrow. I'm excited. Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> Finally. After a year. <laughs> Finally. Right, right. And so what have you done so far? Like, are you ready to, to arrive? Any yes, preparations yes, to make? Yes, everything, everything, hotel booking, transport, swab test and all of that, all these things that are on the checklist of, tra- of Philippines, uh, DFA have done all of them. So the only thing to do, uh, la- the, the, la- the last thing that I have to do is actually board the plane tomorrow. Yeah, hey, so see you, see you in a few days, I would say. Yeah, like so, yeah. two weeks <laughs> after quarantine. <laughs> yeah, yes, of course, for sure. So yeah, so today we're having a conversation about power tripping or some people would call toxic boss. Mm-hmm. So why do you think we have this conversation? Some of us are... I think most of us have experienced this, you know, if you work in corporate world or work from home, at least we in have or encountered this kind of boss, you know, a toxic one. For you, what is uh, the signs of toxic boss? Before I go there, I think this is also an important platform to use because most often this conversation comes out of like friendly conversations like if you if you meet your friends and power tripping boss or the toxic boss is always on top of the conversation list it's always there so even if even if you talk to your friends in messenger or whatnot it would still be part of conversation like it's the pollutant of the party yes always always especially if a friend is currently with that kind of boss definitely it's the conversation all the time so one of the signs i would say i can relate to this because i've experienced this in the past so one of the characteristics would be or the signs would be if that person or if that boss cares only about themselves Mm -hmm. although it may sound like good i mean if that alone is the sign that's fine but if that person is also lack control of their behavior like for example that person cares about themselves and really cannot control for example there would be mood swings Mm -hmm. you know they would not care about what other people are feeling or doing they don't care for example one moment that person is happy or that boss is happy in another moment, they become a monster. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? They would shout all around. They would throw tantrums at people for no apparent reason. Or like an um, example is that, uh, let's say, the, this boss, this manager, or whoever is handling you, but there's like a top guy after him, right? And then they scolded him. And mm-hmm. instead of just taking, yeah, okay, I'm the leader, so I should just accept the mistake myself and fix it. But then what? he did or what he do is uh, go to the team and call the team instead of own the mistake right yeah so what else yeah it's like not taking ownership yeah that's right another sign would be that person i'm i cannot say that this person would enjoy seeing suffering of employees but there are people who are like that for some reason there are people who are like that or they don't want then their team to succeed is that what you mean Yes, yes. Aside from seeing them suffering, like for example, they will not let you go home early until you finish whatever you're doing. And sometimes we have to be honest that there are times that you cannot finish everything in one mm-hmm. day, but their boss will not allow you to go home until you finish. There's one time I have this project and my work was supposed to end at 6.30 p.m. And 
the boss wouldn't let us go home until we have everything ready for the following day. And that means we stayed until 11 p.m. in the office. Is that paid? No, oh, okay. that's the thing. It's not if paid. If it's paid, I think that's okay. It's overtime. <laughs> yeah, but still. And I think it wouldn't hurt if the boss would let us, you know, somehow give us something. Food, maybe. In kind, like a dinner or whatnot. Yeah, something. I mean, it's not required, but it's a good gesture mm-hmm. to do that, right? Anyhow. That's something. And another is there are bosses who are credit grabbers. Mm, yes. For example, they would let you do something and then they would let other people or the upper management know that it's their, their it's their idea or it or sometimes they would let you do or create an email for a client and then once you like created that email or formatted that email they will just remove your name and then they'll put their name under it as if they are the one who wrote it so there are people who are like that and have you experienced this a lot of times (laughs) is that why you have that's why i can relate to this this one (laughs) yeah that's why i can relate i can feel the pain (laughs) (laughs) actually i'm i'm in a better situation now so looking back i mean i can remember those experiences and whenever i have friends telling me about their experience i really can relate to that that's why it's this is an important conversation to have Mm -hmm. so yeah and also i just want to add to that there are also bosses who if you disagree or you're not in favor of their action or decision it will be taken against you so it can be taken against your salary it can be taken against your leave or basically it, they will make sure that you will get something or you will not get something because you are not in favor of them so just like talking about the leave right because i myself experienced that one it was only one time i i did not go to work i was sick but i was sick because i went Mm -hmm. mountain climbing it was saturday sunday so it was my off and then monday i was supposed to go back to work but then i got i was sick so i have to send a letter you know that um, i was sick that's why i wasn't able to go to work Mm -hmm. but then it was the only time in six months i was um, not able to go to work as well and then this boss was mad at me like crazy and mm-hmm. then he sent me to coaching you know and then it's like gave me a letter out of it and then he said that i mm-hmm. cannot get any leave for the next few months that was terrible <laughs> yeah yeah because it's like you can listen first to the person like to your staff maybe they have a reason for doing so and not judging them right away so moving forward in relation to that conversation is having a toxic boss enough reason to quit or resign for you from your job for me yeah for you this is a common question like actually not common question but common consideration from people like ah my boss is toxic i want to resign i want to quit now well if i'm starting this is what i will do this is based on my experience i don't want you guys to follow it though but because i don't want to be a job a jumper what is it what is the term like you will stay for a month and then you go to a different company hopper. Oh, yeah i don't want to yeah. Be, yeah i don't want to be a job hopper so let's say i got a job and i probably applied in different companies already and this job that this company accepted me but then you know you got the right amount of money the benefits are good and all of that the time the shift thing is good but then you have this boss that would ask you for overtime but it's not paid you know oty right overtime thank you mm-hmm. is that what you, you call it right yes and but what i will do is i will not resign straight away because like what i told you i want to build my profile so i'll probably wait for six Mm. months three months the least and but then if i can make it until six months that would be better so in my cv it will say like that i did not really hop (laughs) i get to six months Mm -hmm. and at least i have a job experience if i if i can't really handle the boss if it's too much you know if it go to work and then Mm -hmm. you don't have a problem with your job you can do your job but then every time you go to work you feel stressed more than the job itself then it's not good for a very very long term how about you are you going to quit or not for me i would say there are different factors to consider before resigning or quitting because toxic boss or toxic environment can be anywhere you can experience it anywhere maybe when i was younger whenever i have a toxic boss i would resign right away but as i get older as i 
I become mature, it really took me time to to think. Because of course, you have to consider your finances. Mm-hmm. Are your finances good enough to cover when, whenever, uh, I mean, if ever you leave that job? And apart from that, as you said earlier, how's the working environment? If you can do your job, I mean, if you're happy with what you're doing, then maybe that's something you can consider as well. And then next would be how much impactful it is to you if it's really impacting your mental health if it's really somehow it makes you a negative person maybe don't wait too long and really before leaving before quitting might as well plan what's your next step so if you're planning to quit might as well look for the next job or look for something that can help you pay the bills or put food on your table so you have to really consider a lot of factors before quitting and there are people who are insensitive who are not maybe understanding you who would say it's fine you'll get used to it sometimes maybe from their point of view they're just trying to help you to realize what you have because having a job right now is a blessing but of course you are coming from a different point of view so if you really cannot handle it start planning what's your next step where do you want to go next and look for the next job if you are really doing uh, you want to quit so that's my point of view of this so next is let's say you are already in that kind of situation what do you think is the proper way to deal with it? Is it telling your concerns directly to the boss or with go report to higher position about this situation? If there is a higher position, yes, I'll report it to the higher position as it's just the right thing to do. Or if they have HR, then report it to the HR and, and let them take care of it. So how about you? Mm-hmm. For me, if there's a chance to talk to the boss, I would talk to the boss first. I mean, if the relationship is not, you know, good enough then maybe i would talk to the hr or a manager higher than that boss the question is what if there's no higher boss what if that boss is the <laughs> owner of the company what are you going to do about it because i experienced reporting to this boss that boss is the owner of the company so i'm reporting directly to that person so there's no one i can talk to about it anymore <laughs> we discussed this and you know my answer is uh, report report to the wife or report to the police maybe i don't know or report to the mother yeah mother in my case this boss i'm not putting it in general but most often than not the toxic ones are the female bosses it's not i'm not generalizing but in my experience and based on what i'm hearing from friends mostly it's the women maybe because they feel threatened women are strong not not really threatened but women we are so empowered especially those who are already in the position we are so empowered we're so confident in and we want to achieve things maybe that's why they sometimes having issues with the way they deal with their staff or their people but going back to the question what would you do if there's no higher position you know what i did i reported it to god (laughs) hope that helps (laughs) there's no one i can talk to anymore it's so hard every day you're having this anxiety and whenever this boss arrives at the office everyone in the office would start to freeze literally start to freeze and start looking at their computer as if we have to pretend we're busy because if if she sees us not doing something definitely we will get the scolding and all that yeah so that's that <laughs> it's kind of hard situation i was into but, but lord is there to listen <laughs> yeah and i was able to manage like almost three wow. years like every day scolding every day toxicity but yeah because the pay was good yeah, well, you <laughs> the can't pay have was it so all. good and it's hard to leave because you know that you're getting a good pay and i was so sure that i couldn't get the same pay elsewhere mm. until now i couldn't get the same pay <laughs> but yeah <laughs> there's a price to exactly pay. you can't have it all yeah so how about the bosses who are micromanagers those who supervise you excessively like really looking at what you do even the smallest one and always telling you what to do how to deal with that? i have two opinions on this one i think because me there 
there okay. are times that I like to be telling what to do, so I don't really have to think. Um, the other one is, of course, when you know what you're doing, you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. You know it. Even you're sleeping, you already know what to do. But then they still like there behind your back mm-hmm. and just really supervise you and and that kind of thing. That's not mm-hmm. good. But there are times that I like being told what to do. You know, it just I, I feel mm-hmm. like, especially if I'm new to the job, I, I don't mind being. Mm-hmm. micromanage i don't mind being walked through everything Mm -hmm. because it's a way for me Uh to learn but once i'm doing the same thing over and over because sometimes our boss that will do that just to have a report like okay let's say in in call center like you have a tl a team leader right Mm -hmm. they just do that for Mm -hmm. a report but they don't they're not really helping you they just want to say some bs just to have something you know just to annoy you and disturb your work yeah but in in this case as long as they don't really disturb my work and they can micromanage me anytime they want yeah as long as it's not affecting my Mm -hmm. job and my result right yeah that's right and i think i agree with you when you said that you're good if your boss is telling you what to do yeah i agree with that because for example they want you to do something it would really help both of you if you know what you're going to do because it means that you can do it in a lesser time right instead of that person telling you i want this done but there's no direction mm-hmm. really or not telling you what you really have to do knowing that that person already knows the things that you, that person needs to do so i think a little bit of direction and management is yes. fine but micromanaging like from time to time tell me what are you doing tell me it's like checking on every it. minute yeah that that's not good especially if what you're doing would really require focus yes so if if you're the person or if your job requires you to like for example editing or listening to the audio if your boss would keep asking what you're doing where you are at now what tell me something like that maybe that boss is also getting a request to update by her boss still it's not a good reason if she's a good supervisor she would say that my staff is working on this yes instead of he or she is poking you from time to time that's right that's right and and i i'm seeing actually in in facebook groups there are some freelancers who are requested to have screen recording or something like that while they are working i'm not sure how it is called but there are clients or bosses who who wants to see what their freelancers or staff are doing every minute if i'm the boss that is not good use of my time why am i going to watch what my staff is doing there is the thing screen capture let's say in Upwork right because I've hired people as well I've been also a freelancer right so I know both sides mm-hmm. of this situation but what yeah. you're doing actually if you request for them for the automatic time and then with a the screen capture what you're doing is actually teaching them to cheat right because uh, mm-hmm. let's say I'm a writer or I'm a video editor of course video editor you can just sit down and keep on editing but with the with the writer you can't really just sit down and have that creativity because sometimes you go and do dishes and then you you, the the ideas or the thoughts just get into your head but then you can't be in your computer and you know just keep on browsing because what you see i'm a bit ashamed of this but the way i cheat on this one is just i just keep on clicking with it everywhere right so the the mouse Mm -hmm. would or or the screen capture would like it's like oh yeah she's typing a lot and she's moving the mouse a lot and but then i wasn't doing anything Mm -hmm. sensible right but with the manual Mm -hmm. i could at least be honest myself because now i could think properly i could do my work properly without thinking okay so now there is this thing in my computer that capture my screen every 10 minutes five minutes right so i can yeah. continue with my creativity thinking you know yeah so that, that's my take on and it. in this conversation what i see in here is that the boss is not allowing the staff to really grow no because you're putting chain on them yeah you're not allowing them the opportunity to grow and really explore because probably that is Especially for creatives. Mm. If you are really micromanaging them, you are not allowing them to expand the creativity that can give a better output, right? And also, it only means that if you're micromanaging your people, it means that there's no trust. There's no trust in the relationship. And trust is really important in any relationship. It it is a good foundation. Because if you don't trust each other, that relationship you have is just transactional. I was still talking about boss here or... (laughs) 
no, we're still talking about the okay. toxic boss. So that's why let's move ahead. Well, let's move forward to the next one. So calling, asking, updates, forcing you to work on your day off or holidays. So I have a good experience of this. So when I was still in the UAE, mm-hmm. Friday, Friday is the off. Friday is like the Sunday. So we don't have work Friday. on Friday. Yep. Except for months with busy season. But it's just a few months. So every Friday I would go to church. I would uh, I would hear mass or attend some activities. So this boss of mine, actually the environment I was into back then, it, it's kind of difficult because I was like reporting to three bosses. So one boss would say something, another boss would say something, and the main boss would say different things. So it's like, okay, where should I be in this conversation? On on one Friday, this boss, the not boss, like sub, she's not the main boss. boss. <laughs> uh, yeah. Subcategory yeah. boss. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But she's still a okay. boss. So she was asking me to do something like talk to the client, send an email to the client, blah, blah, blah. Why you haven't done this yet? Why you have I was like, I'm in the church. Can I talk to you later? And she was like, okay, can you just pray for me? <laughs> like, can that not wait? I mean, just it's my off. Just give me peace at least one day. So so did you pray for a better boss instead? <laughs> okay. I did. I did. And then I got That's one. Good. <laughs> so that's a hope. So I think the reason why the reason why it happened because I allowed yes. it to happen. Because when I was still new, I thought, okay, I have to reply to them. Although the main boss said that whenever I call you, whenever I send a message, you have to reply. So if only I didn't give that power to her early on, they could have somehow respected a few hours of my own time. But yeah, that boundary is really important. Give that to yourself. And learn to say no. If it's your off, yeah, exactly. If it's your off, enjoy your off. It's your time with yourself. It's your time with your family. Enjoy it. And if your boss is, you know, calling you or sending you message, politely say that it's my off. Can we talk tomorrow or when I get to the office or whenever? Yes. But not during that time. And it doesn't harm to ask for or to say that you can't be rich on your off, on your holiday. Except if uh, you have an agreement like, okay, uh, can I call you? This is very, very important. This cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they're saying, you know, like I apologize, but they, this cannot really wait and then you will be paid double or something like that. But otherwise, yeah. it doesn't harm to ask for that. Like you can't call me. Please avoid calling me on my off and or when mm-hmm. I'm on holiday because, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. most of the times they actually respect that when you ask for that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Because it's fair enough. Yep. And if you're not a toxic boss, you would understand. Yes. <laughs> but, but in some cases, you know, they wouldn't. So, okay. For example, you finally land your dream job, but you get a toxic boss. This actually happened to me. It's not a dream job, like dream job because it's a big company or whatnot. But when, before I got that job, I prayed for this kind of salary. And I got that job with that salary. But it so happened. Is this the three years? The boss isn't. You stayed with them for three years? Yep. Wow. Yep. And every year I was getting a raise. Uh, I'll delete it as well. It was really a difficult. (laughs) (laughs) It was a it was a difficult decision so how would you deal with it would you give up your dream job or stay and suck it all up it depends on the pay (laughs) (laughs) i am all about the pay i can deal with others as long as the the they can be toxic the environment can be toxic but if they are not affecting my job what i'm doing if it's not affecting my results and stuff like that i will deal with it because end of the day you can choose to really absorb those negativity at work right mm-hmm. or ignore it because mm-hmm. i've been there mm-hmm, of yeah. course there's a lot of you know with the office work i've had those things but for me i go to work i'll just work and whatever drama negativity happens at work stays at work i will not bring it home i will not let it affect me mm-hmm. and 
Besides, I get salary, so I'll deal with that. But if yeah. I can't really handle it, then I guess, like what I said earlier, it's about time to plan your next move. But make sure before you yep. do that is that you're ready, you're prepared. You can't just leave the job and then you have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And for me, yeah, because I was after the oh, money. <laughs> so as you've heard earlier it, i sucked it all up yes for three, three years. years that's good i only did it for six months yeah you're a lot stronger than me <laughs> the thing is the thing is i was really apart from the the pay i was really enjoying what i was doing i was dealing with high-end clients yeah. like world-known brands so and, and i feel accelerated because you talk to different people every day it was really a good learning experience yes for me. that's important actually yeah so you really have to consider those so how i deal with it at first because a friend of mine referred me to that company so i already know what i was about to experience mm-hmm. i wasn't just that prepared for that kind of environment because as i said every day there's shouting there are shouting you know, shouting i can handle but wow. the words that really gets in directly you, at you or to everyone sometimes it's not me to, to others and and i feel bad for that person or other people person she's shouting at sometimes she's even doing that to the other bosses that i mentioned earlier so i really feel bad because as i said i stayed there for three years and during that time i actually thought of resigning it took me six months draft your your resignation letter (laughs) yeah yeah actually it required for me to have that alone time to really think whether it's time or not but it's it's difficult because i knew it's time when i already feel something's changing in me i started to become more angry towards people and you don't care about your job anymore like you just go to do and finish eight hours and then glad to go home like you don't really care if you're doing if you're delivering the the best right when it comes to my client i would still want to make sure i'm giving the best but in other you know other aspects of my job i don't care anymore and yeah and i, I was like I, i'm becoming emotional there was even multiple instances where i was so emotional i asked for leave and it was declined for a apparent reason that it's not even my project i cried at the office and i couldn't stop you did. because because i was already physically emotionally and mentally exhausted and there's nothing i can do about it and you feel like it's so unfair after doing good job and you can't even have exactly exactly and i was already at that point wherein if she say something that would trigger i would grab my bag and leave i was already at that point that's why i'm telling my friends that don't wait for that to happen if you are already feeling something is not right or or somehow it changes you and you can no longer see how good you are at things. Your confidence is dropping, your self-esteem is dropping. Then it's time to really prepare and see what other options you have out there. And I'm telling even my friends back then, I'm telling them there are other opportunities even outside this mm-hmm. office. You just have to open yourself. Don't be afraid. And and that's the power of toxic bosses they would let you feel that you're only up to that point that you're only that you cannot achieve anything without them that's what they're good at so we really have to be mindful that we are allowing them to control us yeah that's something that we have to, to consider if you would like to leave the place or whatnot so yeah so for you what advice you would give how not to become a toxic boss or person at work. I think try to guide them, but not really be annoying and just be behind their back all the time, every minute and, and things like that. And try to understand the situation, you know, the, the employee situation. Because most of the time we want to give everything for the for the job and we will enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. We will become more productive if the boss or the environment is good. Sometimes even though you, the boss or the company is not paying much but then the environment is good we can also deal with that we mm-hmm. can stay even though the salary let's say the salary yeah. is like 10 percent less than you know the other companies but then mm-hmm. you come to work you're happy you 
your mood is good and then you can work properly you, you can become creative and the boss is just like happy that you're at work as well and then they're in good mood because sometimes it reflects what their mood and the, the boss mood and the employee's mood it reflects and it affects the performance of the employees you know so I think try to avoid those kind of stuff try to understand be and mm-hmm. the feet of your employees and and be the leader not really a boss yeah mm-hmm. exactly i agree i agree to that and actually when earlier we were talking about you asked me if i got my prayer <laughs> about having a you know a better job yes and now i'm enjoying it and actually because i stayed too long in an environment that you know it's like a vacuum energy mm. so now i become like not trusting people that much anymore so and it was a learning curve it was a learning it's like i was i had to learn how to walk again after that so now that i'm in a better team or better organization i can see the difference that in order for you not to be toxic you have to really have a good foundation with your staff with your people really care about them when you ask them how are you be sincere that you want to hear the answer how they are not just asking for the sake of asking sake of yeah just for the sake of having a conversation and be open because when you are working together it should be as a team you have to be open to their feedback they have to be open to their suggestion if you don't agree with their suggestion, explain it to them clearly. So your staff will not feel bad that you declined their suggestions, yes. right? And and also having or using, um, what do you call this? The, I forgot the term, but like using terms to encourage your staff to really perform well. Like for example, say thank you when they, you know... Some these are basic yeah say thank you or if they submitted the task on time acknowledge it Mm -hmm. right so those small things that it, it really matters for your staff or your your people to feel good about themselves and if they feel good about themselves they would really they would execute better they would perform better right and if if that's the case it, you would also as a boss you would also benefit from that right so that's my key just um have a good foundation of trust and, and respect relationship with your people yeah respect so yep and be open mm-hmm. to have a good conversation or communication with them so that's that hopefully we were able to cover the side of the conversation side of toxic boss or power tripping boss and to be fair let's also and to have a balance let's also look at the boss side or the counter argument of of the bosses right so as i said earlier like say thank you those gestures do you think they are required to express gratitude towards employees for doing their work all right so in this one i will be like answering some of this because so i am like in the two sides of the coin right so Uh at the same time i'm handling my own team and of course i have bosses as well and what I learned from yep. my bosses or my mentors is that they don't say thank you. Of course, they acknowledge it, but they don't They do not do it for the sake that they don't want me to get used to compliments, that I will be compliment hungry. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't be given compliments, uh-huh. I will feel like, so let's say I'm done with this company. I moved to a different company and then I do, I feel like mm-hmm. I do my best. I did my best. But then why they are not reacting? Because some boss doesn't, they think the way they think is like, you're doing your job and I don't have to say thank you for you to do your job. You're being mm-hmm. paid to do the job, right? So what mm-hmm. my mentors were doing was actually teaching me not to rely on the compliments. And Seth Godin, mm-hmm. you know, the, the writer, he says that it's mm-hmm. not good if you train your employees to rely on compliments. Because what mm-hmm. will happen, they get the job, uh, another job, and then every time they do something good, they're expecting that compliment and then they don't get it. So mm-hmm. what they feel now is like, am I doing the right thing? You know, why they don't really... Yeah. So now you're relying on that. And it's not good to keep on relying like... Mm-hmm. For you, you evaluate yourself based on the compliments. And mm-hmm. in the long run, it will not help you at all. It's kind mm-hmm. of in between, in fine line or, or silver, silver lining. <laughs> Sorry, I, ju- I just have to laugh at that. Um, 
there's that like the fine line of it it's it's a bit tricky mm-hmm. but in my case personally i do give i don't say thank you but i say you did a great job so but mm-hmm. that's not yeah. every day i am not required mm-hmm. to tell you yeah you did a great job because end of the day you're supposed to do the best right you're supposed to do yeah. the job anyway mm-hmm. and in the other side of it as being an employee i don't expect my bosses to tell me mm-hmm. that I'm doing great job every day, every week. I don't, or, or when I'm doing something good, I don't expect them to do that or to say that because I did what I'm supposed to, uh, what I was told to do. You know, my job. I did my job, and yep. that's it. I don't go to work to say that Mama's proud of me. You know, like the mentors, mm-hmm. the boss. They're of course they'll be happy. They're happy yeah. that you did your job, but it's just not good enough. I mean, like not not in a way that that's, yeah. that's not good enough, but it's not good to. Re- Really keep on telling you and and uh, the example of this is like when you are at home you're singing right mm-hmm. you're singing and then your mama is like yeah well you don't really know that you sing bad but your mama knows because you're the only kid your mama would tell you like oh my daughter she's very good in singing you know she's great you're great you're great and then you have that in your head like no i'm great at this you know now you go to the voice mm-hmm. and then the world listen to you and they laugh at you now you're mad you're mad because like papa my mama told me I'm I'm the best but in reality you're not so that kind of thing because it can fall into false compliment they just say it for Mm -hmm. the sake of being nice but in reality they're not really nice to you because now you're in the fantasy world right reality hits in and Mm -hmm. sometimes we can't be that good (laughs) it's the same thing yeah yeah how about you yeah. Does it make them or does it make the boss toxic if they don't do no, that? No, no, I don't think so. Because like mm-hmm. I said, you know, I'm, my, my bosses doesn't do that. And I don't think they're toxic for mm-hmm. not doing that or saying that because they yeah. are also paid not to give you compliments. They're paid to guide you yeah. and give you job and give you task, but they're not paid to compliment you. Mm-hmm. If you want compliment, you go back to your mama. It's a tough one, no? Yeah, I have a different view of that. Um, Maybe because uh, the clients I'm working with, maybe it has something to do with culture. It's possible. It has something yes. to do with culture. Yeah, because the, the clients that I'm working with now, and there's some, some clients or part-time clients that I was dealing with, I realized that they're some based on their culture they are appreciative it's like part of their mm-hmm. language yes to be yes. appreciative Canadians right and yeah. yeah and some Americans are like that and there are some who are straightforward like they will not have that in their language it's not part of the way they do but I think for me I, I would say having those positive reinforcements that, that that's the term that I was thinking mm-hmm. earlier positive reinforcement somehow it helped the person to not only do the work that he or she is supposed to do but somehow exceed that like he or she would do an extra mile to do the work so it's somehow and I've also read it in, in one book ab- about the impact of having that positive reinforcement that it can do towards the employee or staff so it's not required yes it's not required but somehow it can help the person to really have but as you said it it shouldn't be overly done there's a limit somehow like yeah because somehow sometimes i would feel are still they sincere when they say Mm. it because they're doing it and saying it every time so somehow i feel that i'm not sure if they're even sincere or maybe because i came from an environment that you don't really get it it's not even part of the language yeah i'm getting like the opposite of that so Maybe that's where the, the the confusion from me comes from. But either way, it helps really to really perform well and to give more, like exceed. Because sometimes people would show up, like people would show at work and they would work like half, you know, they're giving half-baked outcome. Just like because their mindset is this is what I paid for. So they are not really, they are not only hurting their performance, it also could affect the performance of the company or the organization, especially if they are, if they are serving customers, they are serving clients, it can have an impact on how they relate to these people, the external the customers or the clients. So that's for me. In my case, if I'm, I'm the employee, right, you telling me that I did a good job and then you tell me, hey, you did a good job and then you know check your bank account or something that would be nice you know you get bonus or increase that would be better than telling me did a good job like okay (laughs) keep quiet boss and then just send me some bonus that'd be nice right 
<laughs> yeah, I would love that. So you don't have to compliment me, but just send me some and that would be great. I want to see Kashing yes, Kashing on yes, my back. Yes, I don't need you to say thank you. No need for that. Just send some, you know, bonus PayPal maybe. <laughs> compliment is yes. good, but we need cash. Cash is better. <laughs> cash is best. <laughs> Yeah, we accept Gcash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, another um, counter-argument of bosses is that employees are being too sensitive. What's your take on this? Oh, this one. This is a bit of a challenge because... So, so if you're working for a company, you can't, you can't be sensitive as a thing. You can't afford to be so sensitive because every environment of different people or how the things are going uh, or doing, you know, the things are very different. And you can't last long if you're very sensitive because sometimes the boss are tough because there's mm-hmm. competition, right? And it's not just, let's say, it's not just you in a company. You have other competitions as well. So you can't be sensitive. I don't know about you, but what I know is like if you get a job and then the company, you know the company is like they're striving to be the best, then you have to be competitive, not sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So when we say employees are being too sensitive, sensitive it's really subjective when you say that person is sensitive because it can come from something different like for example why this person is sensitive why this person is easily get emotional so like in the case that i mentioned earlier that there at some point i cried at the office because i was already exhausted physically emotionally and mentally so if only there's someone because back then we don't have hr we don't have HR because I was in the UAE, mm. so it's only the boss. So if only it was addressed before I reached that point of exhaustion of that, you know, having the emotional drain, I wouldn't be that sensitive. So maybe if the manager or the boss, for example, that the employee is going through something, maybe the employee was just got of a separation or a parent died. So we don't know. Maybe there are triggers, but that's a different conversation. That's okay. That's okay to be sensitive when something is happening. Like, you know, somebody died in the family. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But if every day you're sensitive that's not okay come on <laughs> yeah that's why it's a mm. different uh different yeah you can go to work and then complain about everything and just keep on crying for no apparent reason and expect everyone around you to baby you and, and cover you in cotton that's not good that's not good you you're not in the right place yeah. and or it's a, a sign that you might be needing to see yes. a professional yes. help yeah because it's on it's not only ap- affecting you as a person you're also affecting the people yes. around you so maybe the reason why we have this conversation about employees being too sensitive and what's the relevance of being a toxic boss maybe because people are different from one another we are unique so some are tough some are not but it doesn't mean that really have to be like insensitive toward each other if you're supposed to work and give your best do it if you're at work and if there's something that bothers you or you feel you're being emotional towards something as a person it's your responsibility to talk to someone else don't wait for your boss to reach out if there's something that you need to talk about like if you're going through some financial challenges because your boss can't read your mind don't expect them to be a shrink right? yes or don't yeah. expect them to be a mind reader sometimes voice it out it's the only way yeah. for them to know and some most of the time they actually would try to understand you and and try to find the help that is best to deal with what what you're go- going through right mm-hmm. that's right that's why you have to talk to your boss and again i would say it's really important to have that relationship that foundation because if you are if you can talk to your boss that you're going through something maybe you can ask for a few days off mm-hmm. if that if, if that boss is not a toxic boss it, he or she would allow you provided that other tasks are already most complete, of the time they right? will give it only if you ask of course because they can't just give it out of the blue right yeah and if they you know, they understand the reason mm-hmm. behind it, right? Instead of just going a wall or absence without yes, leave, yes. right? Because that's really irresponsible. So that's that. The next one is, it's our way of training you to be prepared for more challenging 
positions. So this is from the boss perspective. They would say it's our way of training you to be prepared yes. for more challenging positions. Your thought about that? Well, the example of this was if you go to a different company or like this one, the the challenging position. Let's say if they have to put you uh, and they will promote you, right? And you can't be soft. Mm. If you will become like them, you can't be too soft. Of course, there's a limit, but it can't be too soft mm-hmm. if you want a good result. Because you have responsibilities. You have to handle it right. Mm-hmm. But that's the way. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. They're just training you just like your parents do. Training you to face the world. And, and it's the same thing in when you're working. You can't be in mm-hmm. your comfort zone. You have to. Like, you see, this. I always joke with my team. Like, I always ask them, what can they do what they want to do? Because... The reason I ask that is because I don't want them to come to me one day. It's like, hey, I'm resigning. And I would ask why. And then the reply would be, because I'm not growing anymore. And and I don't <laughs> want that. That's the last thing. I don't want them to leave me and not having enough skills. You know, I want them to leave me mm-hmm. because yeah. there's a bigger offer from somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's say mm-hmm. Elon Musk yeah. is now sending them a, a job offer. Oh, I'll be so happy. But I'm so yeah. happy because I prepare them for that. So I, I keep on giving them yeah. tasks that are different, that are new to them because mm-hmm. I want them to learn. Like mm-hmm. the writer, they're now learning mm-hmm. how to edit because in it's upskill. I just want them to learn different yep. things and mm-hmm. to have yeah. more value in their uh, job and in their CV. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's really great to have that kind of environment that the boss is doing things to challenge you so that you can get out of your comfort zone because at the end of the day no one wants to do something boring like doing the same thing over and over again and you're not learning or you're not growing so it's only good if they are doing that to challenge you but if it's already in a dream way of doing that you are already having the negative emotions out of it your boss is having negative emotions out of it so that's a different context but sometimes we have we have the problem of adjusting sometimes we have the problem of we're not open to changes. That's the problem mm-hmm. with us as employee, mm-hmm. right? So the mm-hmm. boss wants you to learn new things, but you're not open to it. And you yep. feel like, but I'm not hard to do this. But in the boss perspective, yes. it's like they're helping you to be better. But in your case, you just want to do what you were hard to do. So that can sometimes mm-hmm. have a conflict. But the only way you solve it is by actually voicing out. You tell the boss, like, I'm sorry, but I'm not in for that. I don't want that. I'm okay with this repetitive job. I'm okay with just typing. I'm fine with that but that's okay as well but what's important here is to voice out what you feel right if you're willing to yeah. grow they will help you to grow but if you're not what can they do yeah. really yeah. communication and another thing that I would like to point out is that sometimes our bosses see something in mm-hmm. us that's why they are helping to give you opportunity to learn something yes. new so maybe because that's right whenever something is given to us like a new task or new role we would say I'm not fit for this I'm not hired to mm-hmm. do this. I'm not paid to do this. But at the end of the day, if you are going to really have a, a wider um, view of the world, you would see that they are giving you an opportunity to grow. Yes. They are giving you an opportunity to have a different scale to have that you can use in the future. Yes. Yeah. So as long as that challenging part is for your own good. And you benefit that's from good. it. Take that. Yeah. Take that. If you can use it for future, take that. It doesn't harm to yeah. Yeah, have extra that, skill, you know? <laughs> especially yes. nowadays. So, yep. Next would be we are also tired and stressed, and we have more responsibilities than you. Oh, that's not. There are bosses who would good. say that. <laughs> it's not a reason to become mm-hmm. toxic. It's not reason to vent out to your employees. Um, Mm-hmm. You have responsibilities, do it. You're a boss, right? Just do it. But uh, it's not good reason yeah. or valid reason to go and voice out uh, or vent it out to your employees. That's not valid at all. That's not acceptable at all. Take your, your responsibilities. For me, I would cover for my team because I'm the mm-hmm. one managing them. So the result they give is actually based on how I what I told them. So if it's mm-hmm. not acceptable for the higher level, then I take the blame. First place, I was the one who gave order, right? So yeah. don't blame your team for the mistakes that are out there because they also have their job you have your job you know you're stressed deal with it it's they're not shrink they are not your punching bag and the reason why 
a boss would say this, it means that he or she doesn't know how to delegate yes, well. and manage well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, those are the things that we have so far that are counter-argument and of uh, for the boss mm-hmm. side. But of course, there's still a lot of things under this topic, power-tripping boss or toxic boss so it's really up to you of how you would assess the situation that you're in right now because there are red flags Mm -hmm. there are red flags because this boss employee relationship it's like any other relationship there would be abusive boss also not getting salary on time this especially during the pandemic although it has been happening before for freelancers that they are not getting salary on time so you have to assess maybe the client or the 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 organization you're part of the reason why you're not getting your salary is on time is because the profit cannot handle the expenses anymore so if your boss is not a toxic boss he or she would let you go so that you can look for another Mm -hmm. job if that boss is not letting you go and keeping you Mm -hmm. And just giving you additional tasks and telling you you will get uh, you will get paid or I will pay you next in a couple of mm-hmm. days and still you're not getting paid. You really have to think maybe you're wasting your time and energy and your en- yeah and your energy. So as I said, it's a relationship. If they said if you're if you have that conversation with your boss and that boss said things will get better or I will change or let's let's look for ways to change things and at the end it, there's no change then maybe you have to to really think what should be my next step because yeah. what you uh, you as they say you cannot complain what you allow yep, to yep. happen so you have to respect your own boundary and if the table is not serving you anymore you are free to stand up and go to another table so just be prepared plan ahead and really look after for yourself so how about you irene yeah just like that just like what you said you know if you can't really handle it anymore then just time to let go and for them you know like if you're a boss and you know you can't really pay your team anymore you, you don't have enough funds just let go and be honest with it because most of the time employees would understand that yes the company cannot really handle it and we understand but don't hide and tell us everything's okay when it's not and then you don't really have you don't even have any plan of paying us anymore but you still keep us and you know we have mouth to feed so at least let uh, mm-hmm. let us know to pay. what's going on right yeah so we really have to look the red flags and like in any other relationship there are red flags to really be mind you have to be mindful of so in relation to that our next episode we will talk about red flags in relationships and this time this is not just you know a professional relationship it's about relationship a romantic relationship maybe not so romantic still hopeless romantic it's about relationship (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's about our relationship in general so hopefully you would be with us and join us next time again so for now thank you we will for be listening. yes and for joining us this is another episode of where, where the, the f, f am, am i, I heading? heading thank, thank you. you see ya bye, bye.